Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Progressive presents Married to Your Home. I'm disgusting. Oh, house, don't say that. You could live someplace so much better than me. That's not true. Oh, yeah? Look at these uneven stairs. Gross. House, you know I don't care. Ugh, and the squeaky door hinge. I think it's cute. No matter how much you already love your house, you'll love it more knowing you could save big bundling your home and auto with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Anthony here. I'm going to be doing a mini review of Apple TV's excellent film, Coda. This film has been widely praised by critics and audiences alike. It has currently an 8.1 on IMDb, a 96% Rotten Tomato score, a 75% Metacritic score, and then the audience score for Rotten Tomatoes is a 93%. So the audiences are perfectly in line with the critics. James and I were lucky enough to see this film at the Sundance Film Festival. We didn't get to go. It was during the lockdown, but uh, Acura sponsored us to review movies for them. So we were able to see a bunch of the Sundance slate from home. Uh, And they even sent us this cool care package. But Coda was something that I had always kept an eye on since it was in production because it sounded like a really terrific film. And so when we had the opportunity to see films at Sundance, you can only see so many because um, you have to uh, register for each film and to get a seat. Basically, even in online, they had only a certain number of people could watch a film during its premiere at once. I think that it was like around like maybe 500 people could watch each movie at a time. And each film generally played twice throughout the entire festival. So Coda, for example, played on a Saturday night and then like a Monday night. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it was definitely my number one pick to see at Sundance. And it did not disappoint. Really terrific film, very heartwarming, um, super emotional. We were like crying like babies by the end of it. And we watched it with our friend, and she was bawling her eyes out as well. It just touched. I think it has the ability to touch uh, any kind of person, no matter their background or who they are. This film was written and directed by Cian Heater and stars Amelia Jones, Marley Matlin, Troy Kotzer, Daniel Durant. And then uh, Eugenio Eugenio Derbez, who is a terrific Mexican actor, he mainly does has been doing comedy throughout his career. He's a very funny comedic actor, but he was really terrific in a more dramatic role. I had never seen him do drama before, and he just knocked it out of the park. And this film is it's very very moving. It's it's touching as hell. And it's uh, here's a quick synopsis of it. Ruby is the only hearing member of a deaf family from Gloucester, Gloucester, Massachusetts. Kid. At 17, she works mornings before school to help her parents and her brother keep their fishing business afloat. However, in joining her high school's choir club, Ruby finds herself drawn to both her duet partner and her latest passion for singing. So what happens in this film is um, Ruby is a very talented singer, and it's something that she has never really known that she was great at. She likes to sing, but when she goes to a music class in school... 
and Eugenio plays the the music teacher. She he, she performs in front of the class, and he he is very impressed by her. Uh, Bernardo is his name in the film, and then he tells Ruby like, "You can get into the high, the best mu- music school in the country, but you're gonna have to train at it, work at it real hard, and also it's out of state, so you're gonna have to leave your family." And this is like a big decision, obviously, for any kid to want to pursue something that's going to take them out of the bubble they grew up in and something that every, every kid deals with. But her case in particular is even more difficult of a decision to make because her family is reliant on her because they have her family runs a small fishing business is all they have. Um, they're barely keeping afloat. Um, it's a very modest business. Um, they're, they're definitely bigger fishing outfits that they're always competing with. And to their detriment, you know, all of them are deaf whereas Ruby is hearing, so they rely on her to translate when in terms of, you know, selling the fish they catch, uh, all sorts of aspects of their family business, anything practical that needs to be done, Ruby is the facilitator for the family in regards of being able to communicate because no one else in that community or the industry is deaf, so they wouldn't know how to read sign language or understand what the family is saying, so Ruby is essential in the business being successful as the communicator and translator and basically the middle person for, you know, maybe a vendor that they want to sell their fish to. And so Ruby is struggling with, I want to leave and I want to go pursue this new dream of mine and the skill that I'm developing, but I also want to be there for my family and I want to help them. I don't want them to fall into ruin and fail because um, I'm their translator. And it's really, really terrific setup for the film. And as as moving as this film is, as emotional as it is, it's super funny as well. I think what um, the director captured so well with the family is it feels like a real family. And these are all deaf performers. Like, they're really deaf in real life. It's not an actor acting deaf. And I think that also adds to the realistic quality of the actors working within the scenes, communicating with sign language. It's very, it seems very authentic. It seems very realistic because it is. But it is so funny. You know, uh, Massachusetts humor is a very particular kind of thing. You're all, you're, it's very vulgar. You're constantly giving each other shit. So, and that's what the family does. Like, it's very crude humor sometimes. You, it's not what I was expecting when after seeing the trailer and walking into the film, I'm like, oh, this is like a moving family drama. And it is, but it is hysterical. And that's part of the charm. And that's what makes you really connect. With all these characters, is you can laugh with them, you can laugh at them. You you, you feel like because <clears throat> if you grew up in a family, if you have siblings, you're you're constantly like joking and like getting in trouble, or you know parents argue. But it's just endlessly charming, and it's just so well done. And each of the performers are really memorable. The family is the what makes the movie work. The these four members, as Ruby has a brother and, and parents, and. It's just, that's the glue of the film. And then Bernardo is another great side character for Ruby's other subplot. But what's also really interesting about the entire conflict for Ruby is she's struggling to let her parent, to help her family understand what her talent is because, you know, the three of them are deaf, so they'd, they've never heard a voice. They've never heard someone singing. So I can only imagine that's like, you can only understand that concept and that idea so much to a certain extent but if you never heard a singing voice before or let alone any voice before you it's it would be hard to judge like 
is she even good at singing? And so that's always a struggle with Ruby trying to make them understand like, I am good at this and it's a skill that I have and people do believe me and in, in, in me and support me, especially the music teacher. And there's a really great scene um, near the third act where the family see her perform at the school in front of an audience. And when she's singing, when she f- sings and finishes her song, like the, while she's singing, it, the director, director cuts between both um, Ruby and us, the audience hearing her singing, and then the family's perspective where they're looking at her singing and they don't hear anything. And then also that also happens when she finishes the song and the crowd erupts into applause. Um, the family doesn't really know why they're applauding yet, and they kind of like go with the flow. They see other people applauding around them, so they kind of like join in in the clapping as well. But they still, like they see the the power that Ruby had on the on the room from her performance, but they still... I mean, obviously can't hear what her voice is. And there's a conflict that hap- that all the characters are battling with and they don't want her to leave, but she wants to leave and but also would feel bad about leaving. And it results into this really terrific climax of the film. I don't want to spoil it, but it's so moving, so emotional. I mean, I was just shedding tears like crazy and it's so heartwarming. And I think that the entire team, the crew, the actors, the director just hit a home run with this one of the best films of the year uh, I unfortunately not many people have seen this film because Apple bought it from Sundance um, if you don't know film festivals are a place where uh, films are shown to in order to get distribution uh, if they're independently made they don't have a distributor yet so they need a distributor to put the film out because the production just paid for the actual shoot they don't have the means or resources to make a theatrical release those are the big studios are doing that and so small independent films they play at festivals to try and get sold and in this particular case coda created what what has now been the biggest bidding war for one film and it was it sold to apple tv for i think 22 or 21 million dollars which is insanely high like usually like a really good film nowadays will will sell for like 10 million maybe even 15 million for a lot so and then the studio pays the filmmakers and production company that made the film. They pay them that money, and now whatever studio company bought the film, they own it, and they'll distribute it and make the profits. And then usually, usually the producers will get a cut of the profits as well. But in this particular case, so Apple bought it for $21, 22000000 million, which is great news. I mean, the filmmakers invested, I think, like $10 million in this, so they definitely profited. But the problem is not that many people have Apple TV and... It didn't get a theatrical release. It just got a minimal one to qualify for the Oscars. So the film itself only made a million dollars. And yes, the the filmmakers made their money back from selling the film. But I think that Coda, if it had come out in theaters, if they sent, if they sold it to a company that was like, we're going to distribute theatrically, then I think this film would have had a huge impact culturally. Uh, it would have had a great limited to limited release and it would have gotten more traction pop culture wise. Whereas most people haven't heard of the film because if you don't have Apple TV, you're very unlikely to even get exposure to the film where if it was a theatrical release, you would have seen trailers everywhere, uh, posters everywhere because a, a theatrical release, they're trying to get people all over the country to see it. And you don't need to have a subscription obviously to go to a theater. And so the marketing campaign would have been more widespread, made the film more uh, visible for basically everyone. And so the film, 
I think didn't have the cultural impact that it could have had. It could have been like Parasite where in 2019 Parasite came out, very limited release, word of mouth spread it out. It became a huge success and eventually it ended up earning, I believe, $100 million domestically, but it started only in a few theaters and it just kept growing and growing and growing. I think that's what would have happened with Coda and it would have been wildly successful, but um, that's just, you know, the filmmakers chose, they made it so they could get to choose who sell, who buys the film and they, they chose Apple, but otherwise they are getting an Oscar campaign push from Apple because it's like their diamond this year. So I believe it will get Oscar nominations. It will get best picture, possibly best director. Um, I think best actress for the girl who plays uh, Ruby. She's really terrific and maybe uh, uh, probably a supporting actor turned for Eugenio. So it will get nominations, but I think that this film is really terrific. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you got to check it out. One of my favorites of the year. You will not be disappointed. I give this movie a 9 out of 10 rating. All right, thanks for tuning into this episode. We have lots more reviews coming out this week, so stay tuned. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.